Welcome to the Word Weaver podcast, a literary place in cyberspace where I share tangible tips, tricks, and words of wisdom to help you achieve your dream of writing a book. I'm your host, Louise Johnson, a writer and the author of Behind the Red Door. Let's dive into today's chapter. Welcome back to the Word Weaver podcast. On today's episode, we are chatting about all the ways, well, maybe not all of the ways, but many of the ways you can motivate yourself to write even when you don't feel motivated. It's summer, it's hot out, we're all coming out of this COVID-induced fog, and the last thing we want to do is kind of hole ourselves up again in our rooms and focus on writing. At least I definitely feel that in the summer. I also have a lot going on on my plate right now, so I'm finding myself a little bit more unmotivated than normal because usually writing is my absolute favorite thing. I try to get up early in the morning. In fact, it's one of the things that gets me up early in the morning is that hot cup of coffee and the fact that I get to write and work on all of the novels and all of the books that I want to publish in the world. So it's normal to feel unmotivated in the summer months, especially if you live in a seasonal climate. Maybe if you're in California, you're used to kind of a steady, warm heat. But basically today, I just want to share with you some tried and true tips that we can all benefit from when we need a little kick in the pants. And there's no shame in that game if you just need to try some of these out. They might not all work for you, but hopefully one will at least spark that joy and get you back into that writer's flow that we all kind of crave. And if this starts in the fall, maybe you want to take the summer off from writing or editing. That's okay too. We're all human. Don't beat yourself up about it if right now is a season of feeling unmotivated. Because I think there is also this misconception with writers that we write every single day, 365 days of the year. And sometimes the concept of writing isn't always just sitting down and putting pen to paper or typing on a keyboard. Writing is also researching and gathering information and formulating plot points and characters in your mind. It requires a lot of creativity and imagination. And we can't always expect our brains to be firing at full capacity in that creative state. So I just want to reiterate, give yourself a little bit of a break if right now the writing isn't really motivating you, your work in progress has been put in a drawer and you haven't looked at it in a while. The most important thing is that you do come back to it eventually and you don't let years go by where you don't revisit work that you really want to see published someday. So the first tip I have for you is visualize yourself writing or imagine yourself doing the act of writing. Bear with me. I know it sounds a little cheesy, a little woo-woo, but there is science behind when you're on a walk or you're in the shower or you're on the subway or in an Uber going somewhere and you just take a few moments and visualize yourself getting out of bed, walking to your desk, sitting down at your chair, 
turning on the computer, opening up that Word document, getting out your notes from your previous project, even if that was a few months ago, there is something to visualizing yourself doing that act before you do it. Because when the time comes where you're physically walking through it, it doesn't feel as new or daunting because in your mind, you've already walked through it before. And there's a calming feeling I find when I do this, when I visualize myself getting back into the flow of writing, making it part of my morning routine. If you're somebody who likes to write at night, you can also visualize this when everybody else in your household goes to bed. It's quiet. You put on your pajamas, make a cup of tea, and you go into your writing office or the kitchen, wherever you like to write. Or if you like to write at coffee shops, picture yourself walking there, pulling your laptop out of your bag. And that act of picturing yourself or imagining yourself scribbling with a pen in a notebook, your fingers clamoring on a keyboard actually tricks your mind into believing that you're achieving something. And it's that feeling alone that can often trigger or spark that motivation faster than you might believe. It really does work wonders. Maybe not all the time, but give it a try and see if you really find yourself following through with the action, acting as if you have already achieved that thing. And there's this quote that I think it's William Ward said, it's if you can imagine it, if you can dream it, you can achieve it. My second tip is something I feel like I have heard a lot from every coach across the board or every type of person who's trying to motivate you to do something, and it's revisit your why. And we hear this a lot, so maybe you don't actually follow through with the action, but take some time, grab your journal, and really remind yourself of the reason why you're writing. Even if it's just reminding yourself that the reason you like to write is because you genuinely enjoy creating characters. You genuinely enjoy putting a nice pen to a beautiful piece of stationery, or you have a really great story that you really want to tell. Maybe it is because you want to earn money from it. That might not happen right away, but if that's your reason why, that could be something that motivates you to get started. Basically, it's just good to take a pause and remind yourself of the value of writing instead of this is a chore or something I have to do. Going back to the basics and reminding yourself why you started in the first place, why it brings you pleasure, and what you hope to gain from it. That can really help kind of reground you in the act itself and motivate you to get started. The third tip is something I use quite often. And for me, I'm going on a trip for a month. I am actually getting married soon. And then we are going to Nova Scotia and we're going to be in a wedding. We're going to take our bit of a mini moon while we're out in Nova Scotia on the East Coast of Canada. So I won't be back until September. And my goal is to write while I am traveling. I have a plan kind of in place, but it won't be my typical writing routine. So for me, something that makes me feel a bit calmer and confident in knowing that I will return to writing is this tip number three, and which is in September, I have committed myself to a daily word count goal. 
And this is something I highly encourage you to do if you're feeling unmotivated about writing is making it a bit more tangible and just a little bit every single day to get you closer to that ultimate goal. So if you're thinking of, oh, I have to write 80,000 words, that is kind of an unmotivating task. So of course you're going to procrastinate, put it off. There's always something more enjoyable to be doing. But if you break it down and say, you know what, today I'm just going to write 200 words. That's less than a page. Or if that's even too daunting, it's been a long time. Maybe it's just, I'm going to write one paragraph or one sentence today. Maybe it is a 30-minute writing session if a specific word count goal throws you off. Maybe you just say, okay, I'm going to write for 30 minutes today. And if you get nothing on the paper, don't beat yourself up. At least you sat there for those 30 minutes and allowed your mind to wander and percolate and kind of set that routine. Maybe on the second day, you'll get some words down in that 30-minute writing session. And the big thing with this in committing to a daily goal, whether it's word count or a time limit, is putting it into your calendar, scheduling it. If you use a paper wall calendar like me, writing it in there for the next month. Or if you use a Google Calendar, an iCal, setting that up digitally so you are reminded of it every day. And I like to try to get to that goal the first thing in the morning, the first part of the day, because it's very easy, again, for all of these other responsibilities and tasks to infiltrate as the rest of the hours lead into the evening. So try to get it done first thing. But again, if you prefer writing at night, that's fine too. Don't listen to me. Do whatever feels good to you, but just make sure that you commit to it. No postponing, no excuses. You get it done. My fourth tip to motivate you is something that Anne Lamott says in Bird by Bird. And it's, I'm going to misquote what she says exactly, but it's basically the idea of letting yourself write a really shitty first draft. And for me, if I have that on a sticky note to remind myself, okay, just write a shitty first draft. This doesn't have to be good writing. Nobody has to read it but at least there are words down on the page. That alleviates a lot of pressure for me. And that's something that motivates me to just sit down and do it because I don't feel this overwhelming urgency that, oh God, it's going to be horrible. My editor is going to read it and think I don't deserve a second, third, fourth book deal, whatever it may be. Letting myself write a really shitty first draft, reminding myself that it's okay, I can go back and edit it at a later date, no one has to see this, just takes off a lot of pressure and I don't worry about sitting down to write because who cares? It's always easier to fix a rough draft than to create something entirely from scratch. So that is my fourth big tip. My fifth tip is to switch up your environment. If you find going into your office, you sit there for a 30 minute, an hour long writing session and you're just frustrated, really unmotivated, you don't even want to do that, maybe the solution is literally just walking down the street, going to a brand new coffee shop or a library, or if you have friends who are out of town for the summer or a couple weeks, they're at a cottage, you can maybe ask them, hey, do you mind if I house sit for two weeks and write at your place or whatever it may be, just 
changing up the environment. Even for me, I find going to write for an hour in my backyard or switching to the kitchen table gives me a new place to start my writing from. And the other big part is eliminating distraction. So usually once I do get into the flow of writing a manuscript or a new draft, I do like having a dedicated workspace that makes it easier for me to switch into work mode. But in these phases, especially during the summer where I'm feeling that lack of motivation, I always like to switch up my environment. It just gives me a new place to come up with new ideas. Okay, my sixth tip is to look at your kind words folder. So this might be something you also have to start if you don't have one. I've had one for a few years and I revisit it often when I'm lacking motivation or I'm even just having a bad day, feeling sad. And it's all the kind words that people have said about my writing or my novel, commented on Instagram, on Goodreads. And it just reminds me of, again, kind of going back to one of the earlier points of why I like to write, but it also gives you this endorphin boost of, okay, people actually think I'm an okay writer. It's very easy for me to get into that self-doubt mode. And that's one of the reasons I get unmotivated. There's so many other things going on in the world. This isn't very important. And I can kind of get into that unmotivated spiral, so to speak. So going back to my kind words folder is always a nice motivational boost. And if you don't have this folder on your desktop or your phone or in your email inbox, that's okay too. It's probably the first time you're hearing of this concept. Just revisit your Instagram comments or nice tweets you've gotten or nice emails or revisit some of your old text messages from friends that are already on your phone. They don't have to be writing related, but just kind comments gives you a little bit of an ego boost and makes you feel a little bit better about yourself. My seventh tip is to cut your to-do list in half. I'm serious. Get really vicious, really aggressive, really cutthroat, and slash as many things on your to-do list off of it as possible. I know that's hard to do. I really struggle with this one, but hopefully this podcast or me telling you it's okay to cut things, eliminate at least 50% half of your to-do list and make writing your focus again. This one I have to do often because I try to overload my plate all the time with so many different things. And often when I'm unmotivated and have to get back into writing, things like this podcast get slashed. Because as much as I love coming on here and talking and connecting with all of you, but the podcast doesn't contribute to my life financially. It's a passion of mine. It's an extension of something that I love to do. And at the end of the day, if this is taking up a pretty big chunk of my to-do list, recording, editing, doing all of the SEO and the graphics and getting it out there, doing interviews, scripting questions, all of that, if it's taking away from my actual writing, drafting, editing of books, which is my whole career as an author, then that's when I have to get really aggressive. And the same with creating and editing YouTube videos, even freelance articles. And often the first things to go are social events. I can often be a very bad friend while I'm writing. And that is simply because 
I have too many things on my to-do list and I have to cut a lot of them to get that time back where I can focus on the writing itself. And also just looking at a slash to-do list where 50% of the things are gone signals to the brain that, oh, okay, sigh of relief. I can do this. It's a little bit more manageable when you look at what you have to get done for the week or the month or the quarter. So again, if you're looking for permission to slash your to-do list in half by 50%, this is your moment. This is me telling you to do that. Take as much as you can off of your plate. Just make sure that writing is part of that 50% that you keep. Okay, I think this is tip number eight, could be tip number nine. I forget, to be honest, which one I am telling you. I've just been rambling on here. But this tip is either hang out with someone you really admire who is successful and self-driven, ambitious, who has accomplished the thing you want to accomplish. And this tip is important because if you see someone that you admire, especially someone who has accomplished what you hope to accomplish, and you listen to an interview by them or watch them speak or just kind of if you can hang out with them, meet them for coffee, that's even better. That will motivate you to up-level yourself. At least it does for me. You might have heard the saying, you become like the five people you spend the most time with. This is kind of part of that advice. By surrounding yourself with people who've accomplished or will accomplish great things, you'll feel yourself become more excited and more eager to start writing. It's almost like as soon as you get home from that coffee chat or as soon as you finish watching that YouTube video or listening to that podcast with them, you can't, but, you can't help but whip out your notebook and pen and fire up your computer and start drafting because you just want to be in that orbit, in that stratosphere of what they've achieved. And I just find that highly motivating. And I feel like it's a tip people don't talk about enough. So I highly encourage you to do that if you're feeling unmotivated or uninspired to start writing. And my last tip to motivate you to start writing more, again, even if that's in the fall, don't beat yourself up if it's not right today. But this last tip is to reward yourself for writing. Our brains, our minds secretly crave rewards. We're hardwired this way when we do good work. So think about even in the corporate world, if you get a bonus for doing well, are you more motivated to work harder? Usually the answer is yes. And the same thing applies with writing. If you reward yourself for completing a paragraph or a page, You won't hesitate to keep writing the following day because your brain craves that dopamine hit again. So the reward can be something as small as just a smiley face sticker on your calendar. That works for me usually. Or it could be something bigger at the end of the month. It can be something material you've always wanted. For me, it's often getting new notebooks and pens that have been on my list or maybe buying a new book that you want at a bookstore, whatever it may be for you. I find that another tip to kickstart motivation when I'm feeling not so motivated. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If there are 
is anything that you do that motivates you to write when you're feeling particularly uninspired, please let me know. I'm always looking for new tips myself, and I would love to share with other listeners of the Word Weaver podcast. I will see you in next week's episode next Wednesday. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys.